It's February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day. For Super all, Bowl Sunday. And for Super Bowl football, yay. No one cares. Actually, everyone cares, but not me. <laughs> I don't really care. Okay, wow, it's almost Valentine's Day and I'm single. <laughs> McKenna, who do we have here today? We, we have, have a special guest. We have our special guest of the day. She's our second guest on the podcast. We're so excited. My very best friend, Niti. Niti. Interesting, and I have no idea what I'm gonna say, but I'm gonna try my best yeah. to keep it real and honest and entertaining. <laughs> you know, not to like put you on the spot or like to make you like get the jitters or anything, but McKenna and I don't edit these. So <laughs> <laughs> we just put it up raw. That, so. That's good to know. But just it's, in case. it's honestly just a chat conversation. We're gonna let it flow. See what we. Talk about, I do have some questions prepared. No, McKenna has like a whole list. Texted me a script, basically, and I was like, we're not doing that. Okay. Well, okay. I think we should start with some fun ones. Trouble sure, let's go. My first question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in ghosts? What? Wow. <laughs> Wait, what? I did not see that. I, I wasn't going to tell uh, you all my questions. <laughs> do I believe in ghosts? Yes. I'm gonna, I have to answer that question seriously. Um... <laughs> no, I believe okay. in spirits. Like yeah. I believe in um I believe that there are forces around us that we don't understand completely. But do I believe that there are like white spirits kind of roaming around you that are there to like haunt you? No. I agree with that. I feel the same way. Marin asked, how about you ask a fun get to know you question? Oh, you're putting me on the spot? Yeah, now? come up with one. Alright, me too. What is your guilty pleasure? Ooh, too many. List um, them, I love this. Yeah, you can list as many that come to mind. I mean, trash reality shows, for sure. Ooh, oh, <laughs> yes. Um, I was very, very obsessed with Too Hot to Handle for like oh, a month. Did you yeah, watch the like new season of I Love is Blind? Seasons. After watching Love is Blind, I, I need to still see that, but um, I watch a lot of like, I used to watch The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Um, and I know it's so trashy, it's so scripted, but I get so invested in these four no, I do real too. couples. Yeah. And um, then when you, when I, I would like follow them on Instagram and see like what have what they've been up to and like the ones that actually last, I will follow them. Yeah, I might have bought like a couple of some sponsored merchandise. That <laughs> oh my god, from who? Wait, from who? Like Kristen Bristow has has like a wine yeah. thing, oh. and I might have gotten her wine oh, collections. Yeah. But she is like one of my favorites. She's so kick-ass. Are she you into great. the Real Housewives, per chance? I've not done that yet because that's very American. Like we don't have <laughs> a version of that in India or Dubai yet. So imagine, imagine what it would be like, yeah, like in India, that's, Dubai that's style. That's true. Like we we recently got a Netflix show about like the famous wives of Bollywood celebrities. I feel like I've well seen something Netflix, like that, but it was like pretty trash. It was like Indian matchmaking, which oh, is like really? completely crap. But um, yeah, I, I think that is kind of my guilty pleasure. That's a great. If answer. you ever start with the Real Housewives, my suggestion is that you start with New Jersey. Okay. My suggestion, don't start watching it because <laughs> it's chaotic as yeah. hell and the women tear each other down. Yes, but so, then but then you like really see money does not buy everything. 
I mean, what do you guys think about keeping up with the Kardashians? Love it. Loved it. I did. Yeah. So you but they're older so that's seasons. okay. They're older the seasons. Housewives is not. <laughs> yeah, let me know. I'm let me know. There is no difference. There, there is no difference. It's a bunch, a bunch of people who get, like, actually, the difference is that I guess keeping up with the Kardashians highlights more of, like, their individual careers and more of, like, a family cohesiveness. Yeah. Versus Real Housewives is, like, McKenna's right. They, like, tear each other down. It's literally, like, a competition of who's better than who. Mm-hmm. And they also are on a show plastered the entire time, essentially. There's a lot of alcohol. A lot. I These see. women are drunk all the time. Yeah. I it's mean, I, I'm seeing, I'm seeing that I could like this show, but like, I, I, I'll think about it. For no, sure. it's entertaining. It's so entertaining because it's also like you are like 40, 30 year old women. Yeah. You're supposed to, your parents, your parents, That's and why. you're like, imagine if your kids saw you. I, I don't know. I just, I can't say anything because I'm not a celebrity and I'm not on the Real Housewives. So like, I guess I don't have that platform. But I'm just saying, as an outsider, I'd be like, hell no, I'm not putting myself on that. I feel like I don't want my kids to see me embarrassing myself. I do see a lot of this in real life, though. Like, I mean, I I guess we'll talk about this later on, but I've grown up in, like, an area where, like, you have a lot of families who are really well off. The women, and a lot of these times, if their kids are old enough, really socialize. And, like, they're huge social groups, and and then it's all about power. Like, who's wearing the most updated, expensive clothes? And then who's, like... You know who whose kids are studying the U.S. versus yeah like, the, the universities like, the are such a thing things. yeah yeah so I feel like I do but I do enjoy that drama though I love hearing the gossip so maybe same honestly the tea okay the last tea. last quick question what is your favorite like type of weather what would an ideal day be for you <laughs> what are these questions you get them from BuzzFeed I mean I came up with them oh we kind of know have, and I have known each other for a while so even she needs to like find out new stuff about okay me. okay oh, okay I okay. love I love the um the enthusiasm and the okay. creativity of these <laughs> questions um I love the rain I know that a lot of people are just like no but I really really like the rain so uh, I would say a warm morning followed by a rainy afternoon and then a clear night are we talking rain in the summer fall, i mean tropical rain yeah i agree oh, i no, love I tropical hate, rain then i hate like i don't winter like winter rain, rain. Yeah. yeah no 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 i, I mean, agree then i mean like a warm morning that then transitions into like a rainy afternoon yeah but like in the summer the only sure. issue though is it's hot in new york and it yeah, stinks the yeah. rain makes all the trash <laughs> smell really really bad but that is true i did not think about that but um i think there's just something so pretty and romantic about like running in the rain <laughs> like today like when it's like half snowing half today rain is beautiful, I like though. that I really enjoy really? that because it's not like snowy enough that you're walking in muck and but it's like enough snow that it's sticking to the trees and they, like, it melts really like it melted there's nothing I the like ground. it from the window but I feel like a wet dog when I walk outside in it you know, I'm that. like perfect. But that's a great answer. I love the rain. That is a good. That is good. Why am I such in a derogatory mood right now? I'm just like being a hater, and this sucks. What the hell? <laughs> that's okay. Maybe because it's dark outside. Yesterday was amazing. But, yeah, the okay. weather really gets me. Let's get started. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where were you born? Do you have siblings? How the heck did you? What's get to your New social York? security number? Yeah. <laughs> 
how much you have on your credit card. <laughs> what is your bank account number? Okay. I am so Take excited to share all this personal <laughs> with y'all. Um, I trust y'all implicitly and the 5,000 people listening to this. Yeah, um, yeah sure. Um, quick background. So I was born in Mumbai, India. Um, I moved to Dubai uh, the UAE when I was three years old so Dubai is home for me that's kind of where I grew up and um, it's just my dad my mom me and my younger brother so we're, we're really close joined by the hip um, because obviously we grew up my brother and I grew up in a different city and my parents had never moved anywhere except you know they, they grew up in India and so Dubai was like it a was new landscape for, for everyone yeah. with like two really young children but you know we found like our own family over there like my family friends and like my mom's friends and my dad's friends and like the people that grew up in my neighborhood with me they kind of became my pseudo family and so i grew up like very loved and very um socially very happy um in school i kind of knew that i wanted to do business or like work in business because i didn't want to be a doctor or an engineer so (laughs) knew that the sciences were kind of out for me um, I did love the humanities, I did love economics and psychology, but I didn't see myself doing something professionally there. That was more like passion projects that I loved pursuing. Um, and so I ended up going to business school to study uh, business and I got a minor in psychology. So I got like that part of my life was still alive and that I could like venture that and see where that takes me. Um, and now I work in a bank doing um, renewable energy financing. So we help companies that um, put up solar and wind farms in the in the United States predominantly get financing for those um, for those projects. And the, at the same time, individual consumers that want to install solar panels on their rooftops or businesses that want to kind of become more renewable, we help them with some sort of financing strategy there. So I do love that my job has like this green aspect to it even though impact. i'm working in finance um <laughs> yeah no it's it's fine <laughs> um not a fan of the culture but you know um this is where i'm at right yeah, now and yeah yeah i hope i answered your question so with all you. those other you know personal information that yeah. i was asked <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. i'm taking notes you know well, I'm, I'm, curious, I'm trying to get rich so somehow. Why did you pick New York? And why did you pick MIU? Like, talk to us mm-hmm. about where did you apply? Why the U.S., first off? Yeah. I know you love London. Was it London. scary? Yeah, I want to know more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, first things first, I'm the first person in my family to not study in India. So, mm. we didn't know anything about the process of applying for universities here. I knew that. I didn't want to study in India or in Dubai because like just education quality wise, it was better in the US and um, my family felt comfortable enough to like send me. And so I want to take advantage of that. And so, but, the, but like we did zero research. It was kind of like, oh, we've heard of these universities. Uh, we looked at like rankings in terms of which ones were the best, going okay. to like US news and, and oh, like, of course. all these ranking, uh, ranking places. And the last time I'd come to America before coming for college was when I was nine years old. So it wasn't even like I did like wow. a cultural check, yeah. nothing. It was like, all right, let's apply Very to ballsy. the top five universities that have a business program and they're undergraduate. And let's see where that goes. And um, I applied to the UK as well. I applied to Australia, um, kind of cast a wide net. Um, and then by some miracle, I got into Stone. 
and it was kind of a no doozy because everyone's heard of New York, like New York University, everyone, like I had been to New York, I had some family who were in Connecticut at that point, so I felt comfortable enough and also like my impression of NYU was like Gossip Girl and Friends and <laughs> I met your mother, all, all the wrong places to go for it, to get like any sort of context, oh my but that's, that's what got me here and it was I swear to God, we did zero research. It was kind of like, oh, I got in. Great, let's go. Yeah, that um, blows my mind. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually crazy. But that is like, that is so interesting because now I think people's, well, NYU is literally romanticized in every single TV show. Like, 200%. Espe- yeah, and especially in a lot of like new Netflix, mo- Netflix movies and Netflix shows and stuff. And some people don't even, like they just want to, they don't know anything about NYU and they just like want to go th- so they can be a part of. I whatever agree. but in so many ways i'm like it's not as perfect as the so yeah what was it, it really be? like when you landed yeah. i know your parents like dropped you off and they're yeah. miles away it's mm-hmm. really at least we have the luxury our parents dropped us off and they can come you know it's only a three-hour flight yeah so we see them pretty frequently but that was a big move for you so was new york everything that you thought it would be yeah i think you know what Marin said was uh, completely on the point is that not only is NYU romanticized, New York is romanticized. Mm-hmm. And it's also given that whole thing that you, you are welcome to come here with nothing and then the city will like motivate you or push you to make it something more. Um, and so when I first got here, I think I was for the first couple of months, I was just attracted to all the glamour around it. You know, I did, I had like a list on my wall of my freshman dorm of all the things that I wanted to do. So that included going for Stephen Colbert, Trevor Noah, <laughs> Seth Meyers. Imagine I come to New York and I want to go for like late night talk shows. That was on my list. Um, walk the Brooklyn Bridge with friends. Um, uh, what else was there? I think like the she, Met. We the did the Met. We did the Met. We did the Met. It was so and great. I dressed up like Blair and she was Serena. We I, went to oh, the Upper Side. We had a brunch. We you always to, romanticize New York. To we this went day. to Balthazar for brunch. Yeah. And then went to the Met. Yes, that's literally yes, straight out of Gospel. That's Exactly. What were we thinking? Exactly. That was, that was you have to do that, that though. Like that's fun. That's I can core always memory. count on you to always make New York so romantic and lovely. Because that's the p- perception I came here yeah. with. That you know this is what it's going to be about. And I think the first semester really went in like exploring all these things that I wanted to do. But at the same time, I remember what really got me was um, the New York Minute. That was so new to me. Um, it blew my mind the amount of things people can accomplish in one day. And, you know, coming from, an, from I guess, like a character personality where I was always told that, oh, you're really smart. You're really like, you know, com- competition drives you. Um, if you put your mind to something, you can do it. I just remember like, oh, I can I can join like five clubs. I can, um, you, you know, sleep like so five much. hours, yeah. six hours. I can still get A's in all my classes, even though this is a completely different curriculum from anything that I did in school or before that. And so all of that really got to me and I just forgot how to like take a minute, breathe and like it became difficult for me to kind of decipher between what I want to be doing versus what I think I should be doing. Yeah. And I think for mm-hmm. a long, long part of school and about college, um, it was me trying to kind of decipher between the two, and then eventually I got good at mm-hmm. it. But it's, it's at the start of it. Was I feel like that's, that's a good dichotomy. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Like I, that's actually really smart. 
And I think that's a lot of the mentality of, like, being in college as well. Because I know that I had that mentality as well where I was like, oh, the world is my oyster. I'm going to run sign with it. Sign up for every club. Yeah, sign up for every club. Got a job. Like, literally had all these things. And I was like, no, if, if, if the TVs can do it, like, I can do it. And then I would, like, take classes that I didn't want to take but I thought that I had to take until, like, finally you, like, somehow... That's the, the, beauty. the confidence or the yeah. courage to be like, mm-hmm. fuck the system. It's a beauty and a curse that is New York, that there's a million things going on. Socially, you have a big social life. You're trying to meet new people. Then there's clubs, and everybody somehow has an internship <laughs> on top of school. Yeah. And yeah. it's so much stuff going on. There's the business routes that you could do. There's the regular sororities. And I feel like this is how a lot of people in college probably feel, like that first semester. But... I am curious, like, did you miss home? Like, did you miss your family? Or did you really quickly forget, kind of, or just immerse yourself, I guess, in your new home and you were so busy? Did you have time yeah, to think totally. about it? Um, actually, that's so funny you asked that because there was a specific moment where I started reconsidering what I was doing. So the first semester was kind of a whirlwind. And then in December for Christmas, I went back home for like a couple of weeks. And the to the day that I was supposed to fly back to New York for the spring semester, um, I remember I felt ill. Like I was, I was at mm. home, we were just like doing last minute packing and I was on my bed and I remember going like, why do I feel like I'm not going back to a place that I would be really happy? Like I remember wow. just being really oh, sad. sad. And like, this wow. is never, you know, you hear about how people go like, if you are mentally not feeling correct, um, it shows physically and I never believed that but I remember feeling ill or like feeling sick that's crazy and there was nothing wrong with me but it was just that fear of like leaving that comfort zone that I'd forgotten or taken for granted but now that you know I was away for so long and when I came back I was like oh should I really miss this and I took this for granted so um I did miss home at that point um but I think what helped me was that now whenever I do go back home I never take it for granted mm-hmm. I'll, I'll sleep less I like <laughs> not not maybe do the things that I do here on a regular basis just because I know how precious my time with my family is how my how precious my time with my friends back home is and so I just don't take it for granted so I think it definitely has a silver lining yeah oh that just That's warmed my heart <laughs> that just that just was like a warm feeling you know yeah that's it's just such a big move it blows my mind and i'm so i'm curious too why did you pick finance specifically Mm -hmm. can you talk to us a bit about that like your parents your dad you know does Mm -hmm. business and i did he have an influence on you with that i'm super curious oh yes my sternies Well, certain, um, you know, finance is heavily pushed on us as I undergrads. I fully agree with that. And I feel like half my decision was the fact that it was a funneled concept the moment you entered Stern. Um, I think I came, like, I remember before I came to college, someone had told me that if you go to Stern and not do finance, why are you going to start? Mm-hmm. What? I no, no I've heard that, too. Said that. They do say that. Everybody says that. Wow, that's terrible. That's so bad. Yeah, I actually Sternies. wanted to do um, management when I, I remember like, when I signed this. up yes. for business school. Yeah. Even, like, my essays were about the fact that I want to do something in leadership, so I want to do management and organizations. Yeah. 
Um, and so um, this the whole finance thing kind of came in where I was thinking I'll do finance and management and then it became finance and data science. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do appreciate about finance is that it's a lot more technical skills that you pick up in which you have to pick up in a classroom. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you can learn while doing on the job. Like you need to know some basic stuff. Will just will just make your job easier. And so that's I think why I end up doing finance is because I was like, okay, if I want to end up doing something that's a little more management focused, um, I don't need a lot of technical skills to do that. Like I'm not yeah. gonna have to learn complicated math. But if I'm in school, I'm gonna be learning something that's going to be a lot more. Um, practical. It's a language. Finance is a language. That's exactly. a very logical decision. Oh yeah, yeah I was super pra- practical. I was like, you know what? Later on, if I want to switch careers, do management or something, that that that's damn easy because that's more about behavioral yeah. and it's more about like doing case people studies skills. and people skills and being able to. I think that's a skill that you become really good at with practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus in finance, it's a lot. It's a lot about like how much knowledge you are bringing to the table already, and then obviously like what you can pick up on the job. At least that's been my experience. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize Stern pushed finance so heavily. Like I just my perception of Stern is just like Sternies. They come to school in like suits. Sometimes you did, and you, you were you were in the club. What was it? IAB Investment IG. Banking. IAG. <laughs> and you were president, or you were very high up there. And I remember you guys would dress up and yeah, the we, things you were doing as freshmen, building out the models. That's crazy. yeah. See, that's really cool, and that's the part where I was like, yeah, like when I'm like, oh, I I go to NYU. They go, what school? I say, not Stern. I'm not a Cerny kid. I'm not that smart. But you have social You're clout. You're very, very, very smart. Social clout. You guys. And people hated us. Okay, but and that's because. That's because I think, like, there is some kind of, like, envy. Like, I think also it's the mentality, probably, yeah. that's. You have to do finance. You have to do all these things. And I feel like a lot of NYU is just, like. I do wonder. Like, like no. I, I, I am such an optimist. I wish people would stick with what they came in passionate about instead of falling into the tunnel. I even fall into the tunnel and I did uh, investment banking recruiting and was miserable and it wasn't for me, mm-hmm. but some people do it and then they realize that they really like it. And so that's different. I think you genuinely are passionate about it. You are somebody who's genuinely passionate about finance and you loved that club and you kicked ass in that club and there aren't many women either Oops. in that club which was really good to see too yeah i think first of all thank you for saying all those amazing amazing things and i know how hard it was for you what i mean during that the quarter life crisis you and i yeah. were dying yeah i feel like every time we would go to like get coffee or food we'd just be talking about like all these ridiculous all situations we were yeah. in and i mean i think you were like a really strong pillar in my life at that point trying to like get us through things and like we would just be like sending each other like positive we try to go to the gym oh right (laughs) we would try we would like wake up at 6am and go to palladium and go work out wow i think that's the most i've worked out in college because i had you to like push me wow (laughs) did you live in u-haul 
I did. Yes. That was you. Home was the best. It was. It was. Oh, that was. But if anything, that told me I can never live on Fourteenth Street again because I literally was on my way to an eight a.m. and I saw someone getting resuscitated on the streets and I called my mom sobbing. I was like, I need to come home. This is not it for me. I was so. The things we're exposed to, though. Don't you feel that we saw so many things, especially like just especially on Fourteenth, like the. I, a man I was, like, pleasuring himself on the street while, like, we were all walking, and I was like, just another day in the city, it like. It's so weird that that's horrible. Oh, it's I, 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 will, I will not look away. Like, I will not look at a double glam to be horrified anymore. No, I won't either. <laughs> I won't either. I just roll my eyes, and I'm literally like, all right, cool, another day in New York. Oh, At first, I couldn't stop staring. I would be like. That's a lie. That's literally See, a sick pull joke. their pants down and pee, nunchucks. I've seen people with weapons just oh, running what? around. Yeah. You, Union Square Park is crazy. Are you kidding? We wake up every morning to this guy who's in the center. Love this dude, okay? This dude <laughs> is, like, literally, like, the man of the corner. And every morning I wake up to him screaming about God knows what. And he's like, like, if an ambulance will come, he'll, like, help push it along. But he'll start screaming at the Amazon people, and I'm just like, all right. Good day! Like, he's awake, I'm awake, Jesus. cool. But um, in my four years at NYU and in New York, I lived in Chinatown, next to Washington Square Park, Union Square, and now Murray Hill. Yeah. And one thing I have learned is that as you go uptown, life, in terms of, like, screaming people and, like, the stuff <laughs> that we've seen... Quieter? Is quieter. Really? So, so my, do you know, like Murray Hill? Yeah, I let's talk about Murray it. Hill. So, really? why... I, well, first, we need to talk about recruiting. I'm trying okay. to... Yeah. Crescendo. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm crescendoing to yes. where we are today, but... Yes. So, now talk to us. Internships. What mm. was that like? Were you stressed? How many companies did you apply to? Mm. What roles were you looking for? Just talk us through that, because it's very, very stressful. Yeah, absolutely. I think, so, at Stern, we started recruiting sophomore year. That is so crazy. That's so crazy. It is so crazy. I feel Um, like the whole culture just changes sophomore year, and everybody hates each other. Oh my god, you're so right. um, I remember, I went to NYU London sophomore fall, and a lot of people wait you were abroad in london where did did you live in king's cross i lived in um byron but i had a lot of friends in king's cross and i'm a huge harry potter fan so i would try to go there as much (laughs) as i could did you go to the or no not the shoe yeah did you go there so many times and i did oh my god we went there Almost every week. Okay, sorry. I, I know, we always seem real. I'm no, so sorry. It's because I love NYU London and I feel yeah. constantly talk about it. But yeah. the reason I brought it up was um, a lot of people told me that, why are you going abroad? You're, you're already abroad. So happy you're bringing this um, up. And, you know, you you were going to miss out on like recruiting opportunities and going for information sessions. And all I know, all the people who told me that, they were coming from a good place. And I had friends who actively like yeah. didn't go for... Um, their study abroad because they were worried that they'd miss out on like recruiting sessions and honestly I just went with like an I don't give a dot 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 attitude <laughs> I was very done by the end of freshman year thinking about like college as a pre-professional school I was I was like I'm not gonna get this oh, time I back um, I want to go I want to go and have fun and also study and I've always been obsessed with um the British culture and um, the history of that area and so NYU London was a no-brainer 
Um, and so when I came back, which was sophomore spring, I was like, you know what? I've had my fun. You know, I went and did what I wanted to do. So it's time that I kind of have to put my foot down and then focus on this recruiting thing. Um, <laughs> but it honestly helped because being away from this culture and being away from um, that mentality where it just seemed like a chore versus, you know, I had I had a good time. Now I'm like refreshed and I'm ready to like hit the hit the ground running. That was kind of the mentality that I came with. Yeah. It's still so yeah. early, though, to think it's that we're so sophomores. Well, you're yeah. 19, trying to I, basically make a life decision about your first job. That's scary. Yeah, sophomore, junior, scary. and even senior senior year, I started to get out of that blur. But mm-hmm. honestly, sophomore and junior year was such a grind. I honestly thought of it as homework. I'm <laughs> like, I feel really? like that's like a good way to think about it, is that, all right, there's all this pressure to get like a summer internship for your junior year. I thought of it as like a homework or a task that I need to do as part of getting wow. a STEM degree. And so I did what everyone told me to, that is, you know, reach out to as many people as I, mm. as I could in these different banks, um, try to understand the nuances between like different internship opportunities and then apply to the ones that you could eventually like see yourself doing. Um, and so a lot of people were like, oh, investment banking is clearly the thing. You're good at finance. You should be doing investment banking. And I was like, have you seen the hours? Have you seen <laughs> the lifestyle? Um, I know that these guys work so hard and I have friends who are in investment banking now. And my heart goes out to Me them. Too. Just the way they live their lives. They're not um, happy. They're, I don't want to say if they're happy or not. I want to say that they work, work really hard. And it's very Absolutely. hard for me personally that if i was in those decisions i would be questioning what i'm doing every day and i didn't want to be in that in that situation and so i ended up recruiting for capital markets which is kind of like this nice balance between investment banking and sales and trading and uh, so i get the exposure to like uh, the banking world to the everyday markets but at the same time my work does not involve going you know deep into a model every day or deep into like pitching out to clients and that it's not as jumbled as as the way I've I've heard investment banking can be um but at the same time obviously my team works super hard Mm -hmm. um just because I'm not in the office till like 2 a.m I am at the office till 9 9 p.m which is not regular hours what what whatsoever but I do enjoy my work because um it has that green element to it so I feel like I'm helping the world in some way mm-hmm. and at the same time I did want to be part of a big bank because as you said I wanted to feel that rush of like people uh, around me working their asses off to get things done <laughs> and I think that's really motivating when it's coming from a good place yeah I have a question because you always help I'm I'm always like do what you love follow your passion but there's so many different realities especially when you're an international student right mm-hmm. the whole process of getting a visa how did that shape the companies that you applied to or did it did it not have an effect at all i'm just i'd love for you to share your perspective on totally that. totally i think um a lot of international students have to be really practical mm. about the decisions they make um and it's not it's not unfortunately it's not a decision that's driven by what you want to be doing mm-hmm. it's driven by who will take you who is willing to like sponsor you and I don't I can't blame these companies at all because one H1B visa entry for the lottery if I'm not wrong costs about ten thousand dollars wow and that's so for one kid who 
maybe knows what they want to do because you're hiring them as a freaking sophomore um and then having to like agree to pay 20 like 10 to 20 thousand dollars in making sure like and then th- and that's like lawyer fees mm. um getting all the documentation getting the right attorneys and and submitting everything is so expensive so i, I understand why a lot of companies don't do it but it just limits the optionality for a lot of international students who are looking for jobs yeah um right like startups probably marketing can be yeah, a bit harder yeah. yeah and i definitely think there's that perception that international students are all like all come from really rich families who are just going to be in the states for a couple of years and then go back and work businesses at home and while i'm sure that's true for like some international students i have met so many who are here because you know they they wanted to be getting the american dream and wanted to like set up their own lives here and settle down here and work and like work really hard mm-hmm. to to make a life for themselves and so i do think it's unfair on on in that mm-hmm. aspect of it but i mean i do understand from the company's perspective why it's it's a big bet that they're making and so they want to be a hundred percent sure that this kid is like worth my money and time wow I did not even think about the visa part, to be honest. I, that's, yeah. We don't. We don't have to think about yeah. That's what's so crazy. And I, I don't know. Like, yeah. I told you that one story of um, one of our friends, like, sat through a whole learning session with a company, and only then at the last second of the hour did they say, by the way, we don't sponsor. And I'm just like, oh, that's just, you. it's so difficult. It's so yeah. challenging. It's crushing. It's mm-hmm. frustrating, right? It's all those things. For sure. And imagine a 19 year old having to not only convince someone that, you know, I'm employable, Mm -hmm. I work really hard, but I'm so employable and so like intellectually there and like for this, this role, which I know very little about as a 19 year old, so much so that like you should definitely be investing a lot of money in me. And, you know, if two, three of those those kids after like doing the job for like a year realize that this is not for them and they leave which honestly should be everyone's like prerogative to do right. whatever you want it sets an impression that international students wow. should not be getting visas because many of them leave but when you think I about it in finance the, the turnover is so high and so that's also something that they think about is that if they're going to leave in like a year or two why put in so much money wow yeah, wow. yeah. So do you think you'll stay in New York or do you think you'll... Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> McKenna and I have discussed this, this a lot. Um, I think New York's a really, really fun place to be in your 20s. I don't know if I could um, settle down here or like me, one day if I, you know, um, decide to have a family or like set my bases, so to say. I don't know if New York's the place because um, it's it's a lot. New York and it's still weird. Just because I've gotten used to it doesn't mean that it's not a lot to cope with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say TBD. Okay. TBD. TBD, I agree with that. Tell us about post-grad life. Is it everything you thought it would be? What is it like paying your own bills? Do you keep a budget? Murray Hill. Talk to us about Murray <laughs> Hill. Murray Hill's a fun that, place Murray to Hill be post-grad. Is the post-grad Spot. That's where everybody moves when they graduate, I feel. Apparently so. Yeah. And I didn't realize that till I moved out. So um, I've always been in a dorm, like in a dormitory ever since I was in college. And so the first time I moved out was post-college or it was like my last semester where I wasn't really going to college anyways. And I love Murray Hill. It's like, got, it's 
perfect balance of like residential bars, great pursuit, bars, people um, our age, great restaurants. Um, the demographics very working professional, and there are a lot of um hospitals around there. So a lot of like residents um or people that work in hospitals oh. live in that area because that's NYU Langone, Bellevue. Uh, there's a big city MD as well, and um, it's close enough for like all the big companies near Times Square and then the ones on Union Square. So I feel like it's a nice melting pot in in between. A lot of NYU students actually live there as well. But it, I've you heard, have a fun building. Too. I have a fun building. Um, Your friends are there. It. It's, it's kind of a dorm in its own. <laughs> it is. It is. There's a building called Winsor on Thirty second which is more of a frat from what i've heard mine's, <laughs> mine's, mine's a little bit more low-key um but i do like it and in terms of like post-grad life it's just so much more calming um you know like we've been I, talking I is that. at nyu and like when i was in college and then this is completely on me but i just chose to do a lot of things that i didn't need to be doing in terms of like i was focusing on like five things at the same time um, and now that we're post that, I'm kind of doing two things or three things and, um, I'm just so much more calmer and, I, but then I don't, I don't think of it in a bad way because if I didn't do five things in college, I wouldn't know that I'm happy or doing only two or three things now. Yeah. So I, I obviously one part is working and making sure that like professionally things are doing well. Second would kind of be self-care, so yeah. making sure that I'm meeting my friends like McKenna and Marin, um, <laughs> that I'm making sure that, you know, I'm going to new places, going to museums, traveling as much as I can. Um, and You're I, very good about that. I, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be. And um, last would just be, you know, just things, things to look forward to. So, like, you know, I'm constantly thinking about what I wanted, what my next steps should be, um, making like making note of the things that make me happy um because these are these are things that. i didn't do in college and so just it's if you so look, good to know what makes you happy yeah, exactly. you do a lot of that uncovering post-grad I yeah think. i think i think just being more mentally aware was something that i took away from my college experience is that if i just went with the flow like the way i was doing it when i was at home in high school because everything was very sheltered and then that that way of life didn't work for me in college and so then I had to become more aware of what makes me happy and what I want to be doing and so I'm trying to take that through in my postgrad yeah so well said very well said. I know Marin feels the same way about you were doing a million things during college as well and yeah we always talk about what would we tell our younger selves who started freshman year off and you said like have fun <laughs> to put less stress on yourself what would you tell yourself if you could go back and tell me too who had just moved here to New York City something, what would you say? Honestly, the same thing. I think don't stress so much about things not working out or don't don't worry about like the variables that you can't control. Um, and I wish I'd stayed a little more true to myself and like what I wanted to do versus like trying to do what I thought I should be doing. So mm. the same as Mary, just like have more fun. Don't stress so much about school. Um, don't stress too much about like sleeping on time or waking up because you're not going to get this time again um, and yeah I think that's it if I, if I can flip the question back to y'all I'm taking control of this podcast <laughs> oh, she's you guys a question she's conducting the train um, what is one thing that you really really loved about 
your, your college experience was one thing that you think you could have lived without? What is one thing that I didn't like was like the emphasis of grades like and maybe this was just like a personal thing but like how I did in school has absolutely no parallel to like finding a job at least for my career of being like in communications being a people like it literally I just am dealing with people all day and that I don't think you can teach in school like Nietzsche was saying but I think I think I wish that I didn't put such emphasis on, like, the importance of getting a good grade because I remember, like, failing a test and feeling, like, shit about it. And then I'm like, hold up, wait, wait. It's an it's for science class. I don't give a damn about science. Like, why, like, but why do I care so much? And it's because you kind of, like, feel this pressure that one class you're going to fail, like, all you have to be perfect at everything. And I wish I would just, like, accepted a C or something like that. And I never skipped class. I kind of wish that I skipped class. I literally think I skipped class maybe once. Did you skip class? How how well do you know me? You think I skipped class? <laughs> I, I, definitely, I, I skipped like 8 a.m.s for sure. See? I she never did that. What? And I took 8 a.m.s every semester. I don't know. Yeah, I just I like, I always felt like I would like, my I'm luck would get motivated. me. She's very wound. No, I just am very type A. Like I'm very She's crazy type A. Like yeah. I like my routines. I like my schedules. And I also like, believe that I the day that I did skip would like be a day that was catastrophic and I that was the day I needed to be there so you I was like you know what? yeah totally very very much so um one thing that I loved was probably the structure in a way mm-hmm. because like there was like a route there were there were routines at hand like you had to be in college like you don't have to be in college for four years but you know they're like set classes that you take every semester that have that give you literally everything you're going to do for that semester you can plan out when you do your work that kind of stuff I kind of miss I mean I miss but I don't miss the grind like I miss sitting in the library and doing work because like that's when I could get myself to actually pay attention and like do things mm-hmm. do I miss the homework no because it's nice to like leave work and not have to think about work or like not have to like that's true that's that. the beauty of postgrad you're done when you're I mean unless sometimes you have a crazy night but for the most part right yeah. you have a little for bit sure. more of a shutdown on the weekends at least yeah yeah, yeah. I think what Marin said is like the instant gratification that I miss too in the oh, sense that like okay. when you're studying in the library for two hours and you finally get something yeah you're like oh this was a good day okay, I, I got yeah. this yeah but you don't really get much at work no or at least like you know like a professor being like oh great job or like you know you're commenting in class and it's like I can you know it's like that internal gratification and like now it's just like cool like when my boss says good job I'll be like oh my god that's the greatest thing you've ever said to me (laughs) Um, more praise at work is needed uh, yeah okay what about you Ken I loved NYU loved I know I I say that there were moments of really toxic culture, but it was my dream school. I it was the only school really that I applied to. I loved how diverse it was. I loved it felt like Hogwarts. There were different schools, and we were Slytherin. Like that was <laughs> that was fun. Um, I think study abroad for sure was. I talk about China all the time. I talk about Asia all the time. I loved it, and NYU made it so easy because they have the global campuses. And mm-hmm. for that, I love it, and I love that everybody studied abroad. Really, it was weird to not study abroad. So I think that was something really beautiful about college. And so, yeah, something that I didn't like would probably be emphasis on grades, right? Culture, 
could be really toxic. I just feel like sometimes we weren't really kids, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe that it's because we're in New York, but we could have had so much more fun. There was, everybody got really stressed really quickly by that second year and was, it was all about recruiting. That's all anybody talked about. And I wish that we had all just lightened up and not collectively said, no, we're not going to feed into that culture. And I wish, I, I wish people kept it real. Like, say what you don't like about the job just as much as the things that you do like and, and try to be open and honest. I feel like sometimes it's lacking and everybody is building their brand and putting on an image and trying to make their life seem perfect, which I totally understand. But it would have been nice to know because you look up to these people. We had mentors who, as freshmen, you know, were seniors and had experiences and they made it. I wish they had been a bit more real. I think, and I try to do that now, but it's a good question. Appreciate you guys answering. I was curious. I got to see um, how much, what time are we at? 43, 44 minutes. I do need to use the potty. Okay, go ahead. It might be a minute. Like it might take a minute. Okay. Um, I also have to bounce by like four. Okay. I'm going to ask two more, uh, three more quick questions. So what she's are, putting you on the hot seat some things that you are really proud of about yourself it can be from when you were Ooh. like eight years old whenever like just flex on life. yourself whole the life. whole life getting the job uh, whatever three things that i'm proud of doesn't a few things um, yeah it doesn't have to be a certain number let me think about this um i can already think of a hundred <laughs> and that's why you're my best friend um <laughs> Okay, one is I think I'm really proud of the people that I've surrounded myself with. Yes! Wow! Power! <laughs> that is a powerful answer! Thank you. She's going to the bathroom. I love that. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm really proud of like the people that I've surrounded myself with because I, I think that um, I learned so much from them and so just like making being with them on their journeys as they grow has been has been really empowering and just like having people to lean on talk things through um and i wouldn't have been able to do that if i hadn't found like quality people to Mm -hmm. be with and i have been in situations as you very well know where i felt like the people around me weren't strong or supporting yeah lifting you up lifting me up and we've talked about how toxic that can be and because i'm someone that um is definitely someone who draws energy from people around me and then wants to give it back uh, having those quality people around me has really made a difference. And I'm proud that I, I can say that I have that mm-hmm. now. Um, That's a great thing to be <laughs> proud of and a hard thing. Yeah. I struggle with that. Yeah. Um, number two is um, I think being able to differentiate when I want to be doing something versus when I think I should be wanting to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, putting myself first. Um, and actually being honest with myself is something that I've been able to do recently and so that's something I'm proud of. And lastly, I guess not losing my very, very Indian self. <laughs> Even though, you know, I've been able to go to so many different countries, live in a different country live in a different country really for the last couple of years. I'm still very, very close to my roots. You and are. I'm super proud of it and I'm very happy to be part of such a rich cultural heritage um, that I don't ever want to lose about myself. Yeah, I don't think you ever will. That was awesome. Those are great, great things. And okay, last question. I don't know. Any 
Any tips on staying well? I know that we try to be our healthiest selves, and you do a great job, but share uh -huh. any quick tips or pieces of advice or things you picked up that you want to share. Yeah. Um, I think figure out what are some activities that give you some form of energy. Un I can't say this word. Energetic? No, un a U N A L D U T E R A T E D. Unadulterated? Oh! Yeah. Wow! I love that you smelled it too, and I'm still like, what? What word is this? I never say that word. Okay. Um, and so for me, it's always been like dancing. Oh, um, love dancing um, all getting, throughout the day. Like getting food at like a restaurant that I've never tried. Right. Um, and I think what I try to do is I try to incorporate and like hanging out with, with my friends. I try to do that at least once or twice a week mm -hmm. um, to just make sure that I don't go insane because that's when I have like checkpoints with myself and with people I trust um, to know that, okay, if I'm going the right way or not. Yeah. Um, and also baking. Oh yeah. my gosh, baking is the most soothing, I love to therapeutic activity one can do. And I hate the fact that New York has such small kitchens because I yeah. make so much at home. Yeah. But definitely baking. Yeah. And okay, last thing too. Sorry, I have one more. Yeah. You're really good about not comparing yourself to others and you, you romanticize your life and I love that about <laughs> you. How do you how do you stay focused on Niti and not and kind of not try to be anybody else? I just really admire that about you do you have any tips for that like do you stay off social media anything of that yeah, sort yeah um first of all thank you because i feel like maybe i'm just a good actress now because <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i, I definitely have self-esteem issues but um so that there's actually another point in my life where i was feeling down about myself and like who i was um wasn't happy with who i was in general and what I did was I went to my Instagram, I went to who I followed, and all the blue ticks that were in my list, which was oh. easily like 70 to 80 people, the I influencers, all of them. Mm. All the influencers, all the actors, all the models that I was following, um, I realized that this aesthetic that they put up, they work really, really hard to do this, and yeah. so they should be proud of themselves. But if I have the time, the energy, the money, the the need to do this for a career, things would have probably been different. And there's so many pressures that they go through that I will never want to have to go through mm -hmm. myself. Um, but yeah, just for myself, I unfollowed all of those blue ticks. And then so now the content that I see is all That's very real. That's a great real. tip. That's a really good tip. And I only follow people. And then that it gets boring. Also, because you, it's like a limited amount of people now, um, and so then you're just not on Insta that long, and that works too. Yeah, damn. Me literally like going to the bathroom on Instagram, looking at Kanye West Instagram because <laughs> Sir is unwell today. Like so, oh my God, he's so unwell. Justice for Kim. You know what he said in his caption? Don't forget, Kim, that West was your biggest W. Oh my God. Did you hear the diss track? No. no. I I'm about to listen to Color Daddy with Julia Fox because I'm wanting, I'm like, so, like, I'm like, what about Kanye's girl? Like, how does she feel like she's, like, neglected right now? Like, why do you want to date someone who's professing it? Like, uh, whatever.
Well, thank you for coming. Sorry, on. We well, I don't know what tangent. We love you. We are you so excited. So I was very nervous, but I'm glad that that you know we we had like a very good conversation. We so, did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So our friends, Ray. Okay. Bye, friends. Ray. Oh. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Bye. Oh <laughs> <laughs> what did you?